Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to uh, to Gabin with Gab. Uh, this is episode eight, uh, Breaking the Ground. <laughs> I know, funny title. Um, but today we're going to be talking about hip-hop. And first off, I would like to state the four main components that do make up hip-hop, uh, which is the MC, um, graffiti, breaking, and DJing. Um, and the order of breaking, which I'm going to specifically talk about right now, is in the order of top rocking, drop, floor rocking, freezes, and power moves. And you can interchange those depending on the battle because no one has like a set thing. Everyone freestyles, which is so fun about it. Um, hip hop is an umbrella term um, for many different forms. This isn't just... Uh, hip-hop we have breaking we have um whacking we have voguing we have so many things that like kind of lie underneath the term hip-hop um but hip-hop is a social dance form and it um the public ignorantly created hip-hop as the father of funk dance forms and hip-hop was formed in the 1970s in the new york ghetto um, and hip-hop was used by MCs. Uh, rock and breaking used as general terms to describe the actions. And an important person to mention in this was DJ Cool Herc. Um, and he was from Jamaica. And he was pretty iconic for this because he used two turntables, um, a mixer, and two of the same records. So then you would have that break as a transition. And Cool Herc coined the terms B-Boy and B-Girl and starts off by addressing um, the dancers' top-rocking-fused dance forms and influences from up-rocking, tap, lindy hop, James Brown's good foot, salsa, Afro-Cuban, and various African and Native American dances. Pause for just one second. Had to interrupt this podcast momentarily because my dog grabbed my pills. But as we were continuing with this lesson of hip hop, um, where was I? Oh, so I was saying all the different um, influences that top rocking came from. And it also came from various African and Native American dances. Uh, but a fun fact is Charlie Rock, which is a step from the Charleston, uh, but a hip-hop version. And you normally wouldn't think about that, um, the Charleston being like a hip-hop move, I guess. So during the 70s, uh, martial, martial arts films uh, had an influence on b-boying and b-girling um, for the cool tricks and, you know, flips and everything. Also, African slaves introduced capoeira um, disguised to a dance to Brazil. This form has similar steps to the b-boy and b-girl form, but capoeira wasn't seen until the 90s. And 
Now, uprocking has been done with two people, um, but breaking is more individualized. So this is taken from the specific reading, is that top rocking seems to have developed gradually and in unintentionally leaving space for growth and new additions until it evolved into a codified form. Um, and as long as the dancers represent the root forms of the dances, the rest can be colored with basically their own flavors. So if they want to do things out of order or shouldn't say out of order. Um, but if they want to add their own spice, they can add their own spice because there's lots of play with this style. Um, footwork and freezes were incorporated, which is considered like the floor rocking. And this played a key role in the dance at, at, <laughs> execution. Sorry for my, I can't talk. <laughs> um, so they did like head spins, which were called like pencils. They did knee spins. They did all these cool, um, tricks baby freeze you know like all these things that basically defied gravity <laughs> um but the true essence was lost due to the power moves because it didn't follow the rhythm so there would be people that would be doing these crazy intense moves but it wouldn't follow the music and it wasn't translating like um a conversation and that's basically what the style is is a conversation between two people um but yeah, so in the 1960s to 1970s, dancers from Brooklyn played role in the creation and form of rocking, which was more confrontational, um, such as jerking is on up rocking, um, and the West Coast engaged in cultural movement in the 70s, and the cultural movement was done to soul and R&B and funk, and they did this at all sorts of different places. Um, Another important person to mention was Don Campbell, uh, reasonable for locking and had a hard time doing the funky chicken. So that's where, um, you know, the locking was invented because he couldn't do the specific move. Um, in 1976, the electronic Boogaloo lockers formed in Fresno, California by Sam Boogaloo and um, Sam Boogaloo. Sam Solomon, um, Nate Slide Johnson, and Joe Slim Thomas, um, which were some really interesting hip-hop names to think about. Um, we have the Chubby Checkers Twist, the Popcorn, the Jerk, and combined to form the Boogaloo um, form Electric Boogie was a name of ignorance. Um, so the fusion was unsuccessful most of the time. And East Palo Alto was known for things like the snake hitting. Um, but yeah, that's just some of the fun facts. And some other stuff to mention, um, just some terminology and some facts about hip hop is DJ is actually referred to as the disc jockey. Um, and that there are five elements that were discussed in one of the readings of... Uh, <laughs> Hip-hop, which is earth, and that stands for your groundedness. You have your fire, which is your intensity. You have your air, and that's your air moves. You have your water, and that's your flow. And then your ether holds everything together, which is a fun way to think about it. Um, moving on to talking about more breaking. Um, such an interesting topic, actually. 
And the style is competitive, acrobatic, and basically pantomiming dancing. And the style is like basically a game or like a competition between the black and Hispanic teenagers doing all these crazy things like contorting their bodies, doing all these spins, all these flips, and all these syncopation with the music. Breaking used to mean just dancing on the floor, but now it's um, basically stretched out to include electric boogie, up rock, aerial gymnastics, and all sorts of fancy variations. They referred to it as breaking sometimes, but also as rocking down. Um, B-boy, that kind of dancing you do to rap music <laughs> is what they would say. Um, but the style was fading, and there was worry about it being replaced by roller disco during this um, time because that was coming into style and they thought it was going to be one of these uh, fad dances like I don't know fad dances that you'd see in probably like the 50s that you don't really hear about now Um, but what helped the style was that it was featured in movies like Flash Dance, Wild Style, Style Wars, Breaking and Beat Street and the style was also featured in very many ads um, like Coca-Cola and Panasonic, which I think that really sold people on what the ad was for. Um, Breaking in the Ghetto was banned because of it causing disturbances, but at the same time, it's kind of ironic that middle-class housewives and executives could do it in their spare time in the suburbs, of course, because you know, um, socioeconomic problems, right? <laughs> but uh, breakdancing was happening everywhere, basically in children's recitals, high school proms, college dances, ballet galas, clubs, and many more places. So breaking was taking place everywhere. Um, this form of vernacular dance is a fusion of sports, dancing, and fighting. And now it's referred to as two different levels, which we have professional and amateur It no longer is a battle for control the streets uh, for neighborhood fame or to win opponents or to win your opponents. Um, Now it's more for like cash prizes and roles in Hollywood movies, uh, European tours, and basically everything is at stake. Um, But this is also another quote from the reading is that breaking is a competitive display of physical and imaginative prowess a highly codified dance form that in its early stages served as an arena for both battles and artistic invention. And that allows for cracking open the code to flaunt personal inventiveness, which during this time, the Rocksteady crew was kind of big. (laughs) Um, But breaking was tied to rapping in terms of style and content because rap provides uh, the percussion that drives this dance. And another fun fact about, you know, society is that one reason that girls were the exception of this style was that breaking was a specific expression of machoism. Um, And it comes from the physical risk that's involved. So basically, they didn't really think girls could do it because of injuries and rough housing and all of this stuff, which is really funny to me um what they wore for these battles also played a big part in intensifying if you had a group the solidarity 
which is interesting. So basically, there were so many things that you had to take into account for hip hop um, or for breaking in the specific style. Uh, break is a term from Haitian voodoo referring to the drumming and dancing that marks the point of possession. And that's a quote directly from the reading. And another thing is that Catherine Dunham defies defines this term also as convulsive movements and sharp temporary changes in ceremonial rhythm. Um, and other things is that Afro-American culture in French Ghana, um, there is a dance called the Creole, which translates to breaking the body. So this dance style is translated in so many different ways, but still means the same way the same thing um but yeah so for b-boys breaking started in the 70s in bronx or harlem um it started with africa's bombada's zulus or with charlie rock or joe from casanova's um from the bronx who taught to charlie rock and just one more quote that i want to add here is breaking is an exuberant synthesis of popular culture that draw on everything in its path. Movements can be traced back everywhere. Graffiti, rapping, and scratching are some of the stylistic features of breaking. And yeah, that's just some of the fun facts about breaking. Um, and I really do enjoy learning more about this because hip hop is such a broad term that I've been taught my whole life. And it feels like I really didn't know what hip hop was until, you know, this year. And my eyes are being open to all these sub styles and all of these uh, different terminology and what genuine, authentic hip hop is. Um, but yeah, it's just really interesting. So tune in next time for episode nine and I'll see you guys later.